The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial party is battling Kanehurst and Xenos. Atticus held back the nids with his fists. Eli and Morgan were horrified to discover that Kanehurst was corrupted by megalomania and Xenos tech, and Valentine's voice was stolen by the heretic who's attempting to steal the Marnie's song. Can they stop him before he traps them here and escapes? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Bring the ship around. Recording from Inquisitor Valentine? Oh, I don't like it. So, Morgan and Valentine, you've dropped down uh, beneath the Dream of Flight um, Inquisitor Kanehurst's ship that uh, your good friend, question mark, Gideon Kotov, has overloaded. Um, the overall uh, Space Hulk that you're in, uh, the Mercy for the Pure, is um, experiencing just wave after wave of uh, electrical discharge. And given the fragile nature of its systems, uh, soon we're going to get to explodey, explodey panel town, um, uh, like the climax of any great haunted ship in space movie. Um Eli and Atticus, you are holding the line uh, very effectively. Atticus having just thrown a Tyranid through a bunch of other Tyranids. Um, uh, well, I mean, Tyranid isn't exactly the right term, but you know what I mean. Uh, a bunch of uh, Kane Hurst's sort of hybrid monstrosities. Uh, you've just thrown one through a bunch of other ones to, to keep them at bay. Uh, the next wave is rapidly approaching before you can drop down uh, to join Valentine and Morgan. Um, so... Before we cut to the Valentine and Morgan, let's see what happens up top. Um, down below, you're having that horrible moment of you've landed, it's quiet, the creatures around you froze, they seem to be kind of getting back to patrol, and yet there is no Atticus or Eli to be found. So you're kind of... We had, uh, plus, Kanehurst himself uh, just um, tactfully exited uh, stage up uh, through the ceiling um, and has uh, landed uh, uh, above to uh, catch his ride, uh, which is rapidly approaching. Um, so uh, Atticus and Eli, Eli, you are aiming. So you've got like a good, a good kind of free round on this mm-hmm. uh, as they, they come along. So I think we're going to do the inverse of what we previously did where um, we had uh, Atticus take the attack and then we would see what happens with Eli. I think we're going to do the opposite here. Because you're over his shoulder, kind of um, Furiosa style. Mm-hmm. Like if you can hold them at bay, he might not even need to punch. So let's cool. let's see how that goes. Um, 
this is a, a, a pretty a pretty hot moment for uh, for Eli. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a lot of uh, a lot of past coming to bear. Um, what's going through his head right now? Is this a is he just focused on the task and the thinking comes later, or are do you have like stuff running through your head as you're, there was, you're shooting? Uh, part of what made Eli so good in his old job was the ability to focus on the task at hand um, while, you know, also being able to see what he's doing in context of everything around him. Mm. Um, So definitely while all the talking was going on and part of the reason why he was getting very frustrated with all the talking is that he's thinking like, well, shit, do I secretly have like Tyranid like genes in me that I'm unaware of? I need to get that the fuck checked out. Like, um, but at the same time, he's not going to forget about that. It's not like if he stops thinking about it, he just like might forget about that mm-hmm. later. So he's able to just be like, not important right now. What is important is getting out of the situation and surviving long enough to find an answer. Great. Love that. Um, okay. So with that, with that focus, um, Tyranids uh, spill over um, like a wave um, spill over the the corpses of their their fallen foes, and sure enough, uh, you do see um, some uniforms uh, from from your your former crew amongst them. It does seem that um, in giving the order to vent the ship, um, it basically like cleared out the people long enough for the recovery crew to come in and get all the, the Xenos material. Um, it's not like your crew was alive when Kanehurst uh, picked them up, but uh, he's definitely repurposed uh, a lot of their their mm. biomass uh, for his his uh, experiments. Um, I did my job. <laughs> well, do it again. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be uh, range three because they're not they're they're like coming through. There, this is like a wave coming from distance. They're not like right up in your grill. Okay. Um. I think you get your two boost for aiming. You get an additional boost from the the handover from Atticus. Sorry, that's three difficulty then? Yes. So okay. three difficulty. Yeah. And then um, I have my two boost, yeah. You have two boost plus one. That's a an advantage pass forward from right. Atticus. Um, I think it'd be safe to give you a boost for boarding actions. This is like, this is very, yeah. very comfortably your jam. Um, yeah. How... I think I know the answer to this, but how into getting out of here is Eli? Like, are you thinking about that that gap behind you that you want to go down, or are you just like, we're gonna do this till we don't need to do this no more, and then we can go down the hole? Uh, no, because got they all got to get out the hole. So, but is it? I guess what what I'm asking is like, is it enough to warrant uh, a setback because you're distracted by I want to oh. be there, or is no, it just no, you're no, aware no. of it? This behind is you? like like we'll go there that when. When okay. appropriate and All not right, a so moment no, before. No setback from that. Um, I am going to add one setback just from the um, sheer amount of people you're using a shotgun, which is actually like very handy for this. But the danger to a spread of fire is that you can like do a little damage to a lot of things, um, which is both good and bad in this case, because there's just so many that you could easily just kind of like spray shot. If each of them takes yeah. like a quarter of the hit, <laughs> then they're all going to keep... Mm-hmm. Uh, keep coming. Um, so that's that. I'm not going to spend a story point on this. I only have the one. Um, yeah. But uh, Kanehurst is gone. So he, like, this is very much like, they, they almost seem like they're on autopilot at this point, cool. um, which is kind of a, a rip and tear until it is done philosophy, okay. you know? 
I'm just going to roll. Dig it. Four successes, baby. Ooh, fuck, yeah. What's mm-hmm. the damage on your uh, uh, shogun there? Eight. Eight? Hot damn. And four okay. successes? Yep. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Laura, tell me tell me about Eli slaughtering Zeno's threat with his with his shotgun. It's it's kind of amazing. It's like it's like for a moment he stops running and just takes aim and just like waits waits for the perfect moment of like alignment of these creatures to like enter the perfect spread for like maximal effect of shot and just it's just cold it's calculating it is this is a killer doing this and he right. just takes them down so you you adjust your aim slightly um and uh fire the blast rips through kind of like the half the face off of one of them but like knocks the legs out from another one who in turn like trips a bunch of the other ones uh allowing you to kind of just like fire into the pile uh, a couple more shots um buying you and uh, and atticus the necessary time to to jump down Uh, a question for you atticus uh your shield can collapse which is great but it could also possibly stop up the gap behind you. Do you take the shield or do you jam it in the hole? Um, I take. I bring the shield with me. Okay. Yeah, this thing's going to explode, so I'm, I'm not worried about <laughs> the the ones that are left in here. What I might do is, as I cross the threshold of the doorway between the hallway and the bridge, is there any kind of emergency compartmentalization where these doors would shut? Uh, unfortunately, at this point, uh, with the sealing of the ship uh, and the overload, uh, the mechanical systems are are done. Like things okay. are just frying and, and fritzing around you. All right, then it's just out out through the hole. Okay. Um, Valentine and Morgan, um, you are in the uh, the careful when to run, when to stay zone um, beneath the ship. Uh, how are you approaching your your escape vector? Valentine's watching what's happening around them, and at the same time, he is typing on his data pad to be able to ask questions of the two people next to him. Morgan, he asks if uh, Toby can survive in vacuum. Uh, and Kotov, he asks if it's possible to choose the exact moment the ship explodes and speed it up, or if it's just on a timer, and, like, how long the timer is. Morgan? That is a great question. I actually don't know if... I'm not sure if the the engine that he's even running on would work outside of an atmosphere. I Yeah, yeah. I think I, I would probably say like you could launch Toby <laughs> like a shot into space. <laughs> right. Um, but I would assume the way I've been thinking of it at least is like the thruster is really just enable the wings to like move the bird. Because otherwise like you wouldn't have a bird, right? So I suspect honestly Toby and, and uh, Kaners have the same problem. Wings in yeah. space. So then it's just a silent shake of the head to Great. the data pad. Valentine's um, response is to tell you to have Toby grab Eugene and follow Kanehurst. All right. Because what Valentine knows is Eugene is a short-range Vox caster, so he can start yeah. sending warnings on like a private channel to the ship. It'll be the last second. It'll be hitting them as they try to land, <laughs> but it's better than nothing. To be like, not me, don't let it on. If you do, blow yourselves up. It's good to speak with you. Unfortunately, someone's impersonating my voice. If they can't give you my entire rosette number, I'm going to require you to destroy the ship when they board. And then it's just that looping on the private channel, hopefully chasing them. Uh, He'll obviously trigger that to start 
they, if Toby gets close, he doesn't want to give advance warning to get blocked out or whatever. Yeah, there's there's general like you you can now that you're aware of it, there is a blanket of jamming occurring just around you. There's enough tech in that lab to just like black out comms. Um, but with a short range Voxcaster, there's a chance slim but a that's right yeah that his thought is like if they can get into the same landing bay they may be able to get a warning in like 10 seconds before the door yeah, opens yeah. like it's it's a faint hope but better than it's zero. honestly no it's it's a good play it's it's worth having for sure um mm-hmm. morgan uh i know you've got a bunch of stuff that jacks this up but i'm gonna need a tech use check to see uh honestly how capable toby is in this wave of interference um once once he gets kind of out of close range from right you. right exactly because yeah once he is out of close range to her he would be operating like on his own through his own programming of like the last thing she told him to do basically yeah yeah so um this one is going to be a uh difficulty of four uh Kanehurst is easy to follow because he's huge but there's a heavy jamming signal and he's getting further and further away from yep. you. Um, so we'll do that. Um, I'll give a boost for Eugene. I feel like Eugene is probably able to to provide limited support, but at least it's something. Um, he's also obvious and not resisting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'm going to spend a story point to jack this up a bit. Okay. And then, man, it's it's a very tight... The, the likelihood of success is not high. So I think I will also use a story point just because... Yeah. Um, there goes my Hawaii 5.0 joke, but that's okay. I'll mourn it in my own time. Yeah. It's, uh, I should draw it's, a box. It's tight. It's very tight. <laughs> <laughs> And I get an extra boost because I have a mind impulse unit that is for Toby. So that I will figure sure. in. Yep. All right. Ooh, right. Behind you. Yes, that's right. This is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. That's right. Come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice if you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future. Oh, one threat. That's it. One threat. Okay. So um, Toby grabs uh, uh, Eugene and uh, takes off. And like you're watching Toby's perspective as as he, mm-hmm. he takes flight. Um, and just like immediately a, a las gun shot pings off uh, the side of, of Toby. And he kind of like 
pinwheels in and out and is basically just stuck dodging fire. Um, so yep. neither, like, no damage because last gun, am I right? Um, <laughs> hit with a flashlight. But um, definitely enough to be like, oh, shit, like, can't fly into active fire. Uh, and, of course, there are Tyranids upstairs, too, which is uh, a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, but they are they are gone, which leaves uh, Kotov, who turns to you, uh, Valentine, and just says, uh, look, I just said it to overload all the systems. It's uh, less of self-destruct and more of just a, um, when there's too much energy, parts of the ship will just start breaking off and eventually the whole thing will splinter. Uh, there's just not enough power to, you know, blow the fucking thing open, but uh, it'll, 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 it'll get there. Uh, fortunately, I don't think we can, we can speed it up any. Uh, it's just, it's going to go when it goes and it's on its way. Okay. Uh, for Valentine, that means he can't set this off. He can't do anything clever. Everything has basically been a problem, but he knows where his ship would be coming in, which means there's no more actual time to wait. So this mm-hmm. is now time where he has to get to the landing bay as quickly as possible. Uh, if he has everybody, it's easier to punch through, but also everybody can block them in one way. So I think he's going to tell Morgan that they just need to run back the way they came shooting from the hip in the hope they can draw attention. And then that attention will just get hit in the ass with Atticus, uh, Cora and Eli. All right. Hopefully allowing a breakthrough to be more effective than if all of us tried to hit all of the Tyranids at the same time. Gotcha. So to cut out of, uh, out and under, um, as you're, you're describing Valentine, I think what I'm going to want is combat roles from you and Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, to see, again, similar to what we saw earlier, this isn't like a one-on-one combat thing as much as a how effective are you against your objective of moving um, uh, moving forward. So you mentioned shooting from the hip. Uh, Morgan, what's uh, shooting Val- from the... If, if they're close enough that we're having to battle through the horde, Valentine will stick to the power sword because then he can let Morgan shoot from the hip and it's just anybody who's between him and door, just power sword. Just Yeah, and down. as I said, you will have a decent, like... You'll be able to carve a pretty decent uh, dent into this because they're swarming up onto the ship, like they're they're digging for like you know they're <laughs> digging under the windscreen. Um, mm-hmm. So there are certainly people around, but it's it's not a, a like a steady wall. It's it's a yeah. And smattering. Valentine knowing Kanehurst left means these are also going to be less directly controlled, which is great because it's a lot easier to fight drones who are fighting on like back order than on a malicious entity directly controlling them. Absolutely true. Um, okay. So uh, yeah. and, and Valentine's swinging the sword. Yeah. Morgan. Morgan would obviously cannot hip fire a sniper rifle, but she does have her little sidearm, which unfortunately has to be reloaded between shots, but she can definitely get a shot off. And then in between while Valentine is hitting things could reload it. So what you don't want to no scope it like I've seen in the YouTube <laughs> videos. Um, just got an aimbot hidden in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> knowing that's true, would you take would like Valentine, would you just like flick flipper your pistol? Yeah, he'd give her the bolt pistol rather than her having to worry about something tinier. That's not going to help against oh, fucking yeah. tyrannids. So bolt pistol it <laughs> Hell is. Oh yeah. I also just think like I fucking I love 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 moments where someone usually when a camera's spinning around them like throws a weapon to someone else mid mid fight. Uh, Hell yeah. So like the few things the the Harley Quinn movie did like spectacularly well was like a roller derby fight where they're just constantly like throwing each other shit, including hair ties, which was like 
aces. So I, think I just that, love Valentine, the idea of like drawing the sword, underhanding the gun, and just Morgan like. <laughs> I think it's it's drawing the sword and then like almost Wild West spinning the bolt pistol around. <laughs> so it's just handle first uh, to you, yeah. Morgan. And he just says, well, it appears the time for planning is over and cleverness is done. Now it's just time for the killing. First time for everything. She says, racking this bulk pistol. <laughs> and you know what um, I'll say? Nobody forgets their first. Uh, and then he just fucking books it out of there. Like, it's Great. just power sword ignites with the refractor field, and he's ready to just fuck shit up. Great. He's gunning people um, down. Okay, so let's get let's get them rolls. Um, I know standard melee is two. Is, there, is it different for this one, Tom? Uh, no, it's going to be standard melee, but cool. I am going to give you like additional setback for running. <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, it's a beautiful thing about Genesis. They're like, hey, if you're that close, it's just just what it is. Um, so yeah, uh, for you, Ryan, two difficulty. Uh, I'm going to give you two setback for for the run and gun. I don't think Valentine is is built for for like you know fucking running through like your shinobi like it's just not your your standard tactic um, now my tempered will remove setback from the disoriented condition would this not this time that? man right. <laughs> you've read that bonus train plenty uh but no in this case it's not that you're disoriented it's just fucking hard to swing a sword effectively while sprinting at full speed uh you can hit things but like not necessarily effectively um so that's uh so two setback for that uh I will, however, give you a boost for just, uh, for lack of a better term, crush of bodies. It is easier to hit <laughs> than it is to miss. It's just whether or not you're effective in in those hits. Um, yeah, this is a little, a, uh, what is it? Sella's Glory is a little more designed for this than a Power Fist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Morgan, uh, we're going to say, um, I'm going to give you... Honestly, no, it's too difficult. You're firing at very close range. Yeah. Uh, setback for an unfamiliar weapon. Um, okay. And then similarly, I think two setback for running and gunning. Uh, okay. You're a stealthy Amy lady, and I don't think yeah. like sprinting. I mean, firing a pistol is bad in the best of times, but running while firing a pistol is like good luck. Yeah. Um, Can I vote for a boost for each of us because I had four advantages on my sneaking roll that we didn't do anything with. Yep. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that action. And then Morgan is a crack shot. So can I drop one of those? Fucking setbacks? yeah, man. You can, yeah. you can drop, you can drop both of those setbacks. I think for, for crack Hell shot. I yeah. wasn't aware of that. I, is the flavor just drop one. It's one just setback? drop one. Yeah. Narratively. I think I would say you, you can drop both because if you're a crack shot, it yeah. really doesn't make sense to be that like, Pretty handy, like I forgot how to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's a bolt pistol, so I'm gonna say about like barns and shotguns. Like, if you can hit That's any right. flesh, that thing is probably gonna die horribly. So, uh, cool. All right, I dig that. Um, right. in terms of story points, uh, we're not at Hawaii 5 0, we're at four and one, like a bunch of fucking chumps. Um, but uh, I'm not gonna spend I'm going to use one. Valentine is a functional sociopath who's decided it's killing time. There is Mm -hmm. no hesitation in this man. This is just desperate, all in. It's for the emperor, literally. Hell yeah. All right, I'm going to roll it straight. We're just going to see how we do with this gun. One success and four advantage. And I got two success and three advantage. Okay, what's the... 
hesitate to ask. What's the damage on a bolt pistol? The base is ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I gotta I gotta stop letting you guys fight minion swarms. Yeah. It's just like they got they got nothing. They got no they got no hope against that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bolt weapon. They're designed to kill minion swarms, and then we have to fight a giant tyranid man. No, no, you don't have to fight. Oh, well, yeah, you do have to fight a giant tyranid man. That's true. Um, okay, great. And uh, Ryan, what's the the damage on the sword? Uh, the damage on the sword is ten. So for me, it'll jump to eleven. Um, it has breach two, so we basically said that's pierce two. And the bolt pistol is damage ten. Uh, it's also pierce two and uh, and vicious two. And the crit okay. is two. So. Big boomies. Big boomies. Wait, crit is two? Does, yeah. Does that mean I can crit with it? Yes, you can. If it's not already dead. Yeah, Tom, I have a crit of two on the sword and I have four advantage, so I would like to crit this swarm of assholes twice. I think he's just fucking... Like, Valentine, if you watch this in slow, like, at speed, it just looks like tremendous ultraviolence as he's going through. But if you slow it down, Valentine is practically dancing. It's just every slash is into another slash as he's on his way through. And he's used to a, a chain sword. So he's used to having, like, hack and lean in. And this is just the first time he's been able to use Sela's glory in, like, a true meant-to-be-a-power-sword combat it, it, he may as well just be waving his arm. These people are just paper in between him and where he's going. So he's just delighted with how this is progressing with this sword. Just a, a weird moment of joy of just getting to absolutely uh, rage-filled murder machine in the Emperor's name. This is where he'd want to be if he didn't have a job <laughs> he had to fucking do. <laughs> and uh, Morgan, uh, what does is, what is this shoesting look like as you, you follow... Yeah, it's it's definitely staying very close to Valentine because she's so nimble. It's like kind of to the back of his shoulder as he's turning. She's just kind of keeping her shoulder near his and turning with him and just firing off as they turn into the the crowd of just exploding heads. And she just has the whole thing cradled in her inner arm and mm. just firing off shots. <laughs> We've been playing enough Dark Tide that I have very good visual references for most of this right now, so like aces all the way down. I was going to say, this is, uh, yeah, this is Morgan and Valentine colon Parabellum. Just, <laughs> just fucking shit up John Yeah, Wick your style. gunkata are just really yep, on, uh, yep. on point. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, amazing. Okay, so um, a very important question, though, uh, to follow this up with is, uh, Del, how good is Morgan's singing voice? <laughs> Does Alas, she know? I, I don't think Morgan even knows how to sing. <laughs> right. So um, the only piece of this this delicate uh, dance of of uh, whirling destruction uh, that feels vaguely out of place is uh, this this song that is aggravating you, Morgan, as you go. And like, there's many uh, great qualities to Valentine. One of which is how good he apparently is with this power sword. Um, but the fact that he's always singing is is just like kind of frustrating. Um, it's not quite throwing off your aim because you rolled really high, but like almost until you realize that he's <laughs> not singing, you're singing. Uh, and uh, for for some reason, you're just just really fixated on not worrying and being happy. Uh, and you're seeing some doo doos in the meantime, uh, and you're just kind of humming along. And you know, as as it, it, the the sound around you almost seems to 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 deaden a bit, um, like you've you've swapped your mic settings to like 
<laughs> turn down game volume, turned up uh, chat volume. Um, and yeah, just like, it's real nice. It's just a nice day. It's just like Valentine trusted you with the gun. You're making progress. You're cutting through these Tyranids, getting small vengeance on Kanehurst. It's good. It's good. You really don't need to worry. You can just be happy. Um, and the, the two fuck? of you uh, clear a, a path of destruction away from uh, away from the ship. Uh, meanwhile, Atticus, uh, Eli, and Cora, you drop down um, through uh, through, the, through the the bolt hole um, to just see. Like, I want to be clear. Eli goes head first and does like a <laughs> safety roll when he hits the ground. <sighs> I just like to imagine like that the slightly older man like oh, that comes with that where it's like oh, he's yeah. still very good at it and does yeah. it perfectly but like uh, it's just not as not as easy as as it once was. Um, yeah, if this is if this is a more casual moment, he'd look back at Atticus and be like, "Never get old." <laughs> <laughs> Getting too old for this ship. Um, uh, Tyler, how does Atticus drop down? Uh. Atticus being the last one kind of uh, pinballs around the shaft of this bolt hole and just falls out uh, on his back and scrambles up to his feet. <laughs> um, great. Cora is just pouring fire um, with uh, with her gun like back up into the hole. So like stops as you pinball out, then land at her feet, gives you just like a quick look of like the fuck and then is just back up to... Uh, just- she looks at me to look at, say the fuck, he said... Keep firing! Just <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and she just like, I don't understand you, hereticus. And, and she just like starts firing back up into the hole. Um, as uh, as uh, Eli and Atticus, you begin to make your way um, out. So obviously now that um, Valentine and Morgan are drawing fire by, by sprinting, um, you have uh, a clear path behind them. Um, obviously things are starting to chase them. Uh, what do you do? Atticus is is off. Atticus is running. Um, okay. So just following in their wake? Following in their wake, but also maintaining the wake, so to speak. <laughs> if anything starts to close in behind them, he's going to, while running, uh, sort of like, um, like a linebacker uh, defending a receiver as, he, as they run down the field. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking love the mental image of this, like, balletic... Uh, a little bit like that um, gunfight in the most recent James Bond film uh, with him and Anna DeCosta, where it's just like perfect unison, like John Wick style murder rampage. And behind them, just like Atticus running, just fucking knocking people aside uh, <laughs> in the wake is very, there's something really nice, but like beautiful poetry. And then just the fucking hammer <laughs> coming yeah, in the, behind. The cameras above seeing it happens, then it just pans over. And you see the zombie horde after them pans down further. And you just see Atticus hurling them into the air <laughs> over it, just in the middle of this yeah. horde. Some yeah. little four-legged creepy guy, you know, running along and then just out of frame, a hand presses from the top of his head, just into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Amazing. Atticus running like a gorilla, just knuckles on the ground, just power fist, leg, power yeah. fist, leg, power fist, leg. It's just like in any uh, any Marvel film when they pan back from whatever the Hulk is doing and it's just like people flying. Yeah. It's like you can't see him, just a crowd and just want yeah. destruction. Um, okay, amazing. And Eli, I assume running gun is still the name of the game for you? Oh, yeah, except now he's got both his combat shotgun uh, in his left hand and his chain axe in the right hand. So he's just like shooting and then anyone anyone getting too close, it's just axe, 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 
just like fucking <laughs> swinging it. All right. So I think um, I'll take a melee roll from both of you then. Sure. Um, because I feel like we'll just count that we'll give you a boost, Laura, to your melee to account for the shotgun, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but given that the like the the action of swinging an axe is taking the majority of your your motion, but it's also yeah. better at keeping things at bay. Um, well, it's like you know, axe, and then it kind of lodges in someone for a sec. He takes that stillness to shoot the guy behind. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Dude, of that. I love <laughs> the Evil Dead films so deeply that like <laughs> any kind of a weapon with teeth and a shotgun scenario, I've considered <laughs> ad nauseum. Uh, so like yeah, I get it. Yes, I agree. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is your boomstick. Like I get it. Um, okay, so yeah, let's take combat checks from both of you. Uh, two difficulty, um, two setback for running while doing it. Yeah. Um, Atticus, I'm going to give you a boost for running while doing it as well in that it's harder to be accurate, but also you are just like a wrecking ball. So just the mere fact of you running is is also uh, helpful. Um, Laura, you can take your boost from the, uh, the shotgun yep. as well. Uh, and I'll give you both a boost for the wake uh, that uh, Valentine and, and Morgan have made for you. It's distracted the cool. horde slightly, and it's also made enough space that you can kind of like, it's not like you're pushing through jello to get into this. You're just, you're mopping yeah. up, right? You're, you're, you're just like keeping the stragglers away, which, which is actually a better, better position to be in. Sweet. Um, okay. I'm good to roll. Me too. Cool. Three successes, four advantages. Nice. Uh, my chain X has Pierce one and Vicious four, which is activated as well. All right. Uh, I saying. only <laughs> got um, I only got five advantages, uh, and then also a success and a triumph. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tyler, I'm so sorry, man. I know, I know how you live. You live for these Atticus moments, and with a shit roll like that, I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna do. Um, okay, so with all of that, um, I want to hear what what you're both doing. But I think Tyler will say that the triumph gets uh, the entire group to that emergency door, um, and because you're you've got your big boy arm uh, enough that you can kind of like slam it behind you to buy time to get get upstairs. So. Uh, Laura and uh, Tyler, can you describe kind of like what we've heard what the the Valentine Morgan um, gun kata situation is? Uh, what's what's the Atticus and Eli mop up crew look like? Um, I think for Atticus, the um, the triumph might manifest in the form of punching out one of the um, legs of the landing gear of the. Uh, the dream of flight mm-hmm. uh, so that it basically just rocks over to one side and like just just the, just the girt the, the just the bulkiness of the ship yeah, itself yeah 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 jostling and rocking at all of its occupants but also any tyranids running outside along the ship just gets squashed as it <laughs> lists over to one side Fucking and i think that. that's what you know maintains our, our wake for us a little bit uh, and then just in running it is just that that cla- like everything is like team oriented for atticus because it is all about 
we're we're a unit, we're together, just as long as the person in the foxhole with you is doing their job and you're doing your job, we'll be fine. So it's very much a football thing of just anyone who looks like they're closing in behind uh, the Inquisitor and, and Morgan uh, just gets splattered as he's running. Yeah, just gets the big hand. Uh, and and he's he's trying to keep the pace with them. Yeah. Just think of that big hand bit from Jackass, but like power fist <laughs> and the people exploding. Um, These Tyrians are trying to order coffees and it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say Valentine and, and Morgan, as we see them coming in behind us, when we get to that door, we just turn around to hold the door. Like that's mm-hmm. the point where with them coming in. Yeah, and it's like the through. big, yeah. like it's it's a there's like the the massive, massive, massive one that that opens super slowly, and then there's like the small side ones. So it's, it's one of those that you can. Yeah, secure. the one we the one we came in that we left like one body width open. We're yeah. gonna hold yeah. that door because we can yeah. do that. Great. Um, and Eli, uh, as as linebacker Atticus does his thing. Um, what's what's your situation looking like? Uh, he's he's just keeping everything, anything that's like seems to be coming up quick from the rear. He's just fully taken out. So it's like, it'll be chain axe to the neck, doesn't go through. He'll literally push push the guy into someone else, shoot that guy with this. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> with the combat shotgun, um, literally booting people off of his axe. Just, just making sure no one sneaks up on him, yeah, you know? Yeah, this really, like, I don't... I... There are a few, I mean, it's not in a, in a tiny hallway, but like there are a few combat scenarios that Eli is more like specifically built for <laughs> than just like mass tide of close combatants. Oh, yeah. Mindlessly charging. Like he is in a state of flow right now. <laughs> it's a Tetris effect, but for yeah. murder. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. All right. So um, all of you managed to fight your way back to the door. Um, you're able to... Uh, to like slam and secure the door, just like drag a couple of those cryogenic pods um, in that were holding all all the samples and biomass that uh, that he needed, um, and you hear just like a slam of, of bodies against it. But like really, that they're not without direct oversight from Kanehurst. They're not great at like they're not raptors who know how to open doors. There's a lot of like clawing at them, like they're Freddy during most of our recording sessions, just desperately trying to get it, <laughs> just desperately trying to trying to get get at those sweet sweet humans on the other side. Um, so you do have a moment uh, to like catch your breath. I know you're not going to like stop and have a fucking conversation or make a campfire, but uh, you do have just a moment to group up um, before I think I think someone mentioned fighting a giant tyrannid man and like I don't know, it seems like a thing that could happen. So you can consider this the save point before the boss fight, if you will, um, and you will. So is there anything you say or do uh, in preparation before you you head uh, above deck uh, to the sanctuary gardens to uh, to face Kanehurst and your destiny? Uh, Valentine will take his bolt pistol back and just kind of reload it, and clear the slide, get his shit back together and just say to everyone else, all right, so it's clear that Kanehurst needs to die uh, and he can't be allowed to leave. So our first priority is his death. Our second is our own survival. If any of us do die, myself included, and the head is somewhat intact, let's all hang on to it and see what Kotov can do for us. Uh, a, uh, a, a, a lot. Uh, a lot. It'll be, uh, it'll be uh, you know, fun. Fantastic. I refuse to lose any of you on this side mission. If you die, I will be tremendously disappointed in you, and so will the Emperor. So instead, let's succeed, let's be friendly, and all let's be as cheerful as Morgan. Also, Morgan, I'm worried you've been corrupted by some psycho business. Please stay on top of yourself. If you start to go completely crazy, I'd rather not have to kill you. Uh, 
Any questions? <laughs> no questions, sir. It's about time we engage in a good bit of sport. Let's complete the mission. Let's kill that fucker and get out. Agreed. All right, that all sounds good to me. Uh, let's keep moving. If anyone has an additional weaker weapon, please give it to Kotov. He's functionally unarmed, and at this point, that seems unwise. Uh, Cora, look after Kotov. Everyone else, let's go commit a homicide for the Emperor. A true gift from him to us. Uh, and then he's... No, go Just, for it. Just uh, handing a weapon to Kotov, Atticus uh, says, uh, Here you are. Don't even think of trying to use it on us, or I will be quite upset. And he hands him uh, Atticus's uh, revolver, which fires um, regular rounds and can fire the, I think they're called dum-dum rounds. They're really good on unarmored enemies. Interesting. Yeah. So he'll um, he'll kind of like immediately check uh, check the chamber in the way that truly only a heretical person is just like, oh, cool. What kind of horrible black market shit does this have? Um, and um, he'll just immediately, I think, uh, swap in... Um, alternate the rounds mm -hmm. uh given that we're not really sure what the armor versus fleshy fleshy tyranid situation upstairs is going to be um so he he uh just uh kind of quickly changes those while like pushing a goggle back up into his head mm. um and uh just kind of like looks at you with with a smirk you don't care for yeah immediately um, just oh and don't muck about with that i want that gun back in the way it was given to you oh uh trust me i i, I treat toys very very gently. It's, uh, well, it's patience you should be more worried about. And then oh, he I don't the have any patience for you, mister. Ah, it's, uh, that's good. I like that. I like Atticus. you, Atticus. Atticus doesn't get it. <laughs> now, just, just to be clear before we all run, our tactical plan is get Atticus close, let Atticus punch him. Uh, if that doesn't work, then it's get me close to stab him. If that doesn't work... I vent the atmosphere probably as I don't think any of the rest of you can get through his hide, but I could be wrong. So prove me wrong. Uh, break. Uh, <laughs> he's just going to turn and start booking it. Um, Morgan, what's your, what's your sniper rifle situation for something like this? Like, uh, is your, is your rifle good V <laughs> giant tearded threats or is it just a punch through? through squishy humans kind of th situation. It's just a regular sniper rifle. So I think in this situation, she would be looking for weaknesses or trying to okay. shoot out eyes or things like that. Because, yeah, I don't know that it's going to get through Tyranid carapace. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what it's <laughs> built for. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, the good news is um, that there are plenty of fleshy bits because he's not like, you know, a carnifex proper. There's, there's fleshy bits. He's, you know... He's had to do some inventive stitching. Um, there's definitely like more than enough to hit. It's just a matter of like, it may not be the most effective thing if you hit like what used to be part of a shoulder. But um, yeah, please don't don't feel like any of you can't damage this thing because you 100% can. It's just less effective than like the Pierce situation. Um, so with that, uh, you, you group up. Uh, you head up the ladder, um, uh, sort of above above deck. Uh, you come out on the bridge, and up here, panels are, like, all the screens are cracked. Um, and uh, legitimately, like, you, you can see the, the because there was so much energy already being fed up into this, this uh, place, you can definitely see, like, there are alarm uh, claxons blaring up here. 
Um, you can smell electrical fire in the air um, from uh, cables and things that are that are starting to burn through in the walls. Um, per, of happy note, um, there is absolutely no after effect or burn in from the 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 mark of chaos uh, that was on the wall. Um, it, it doesn't respond in any way um, like the thing you found downstairs. So. You know, small wins. Um, and so, uh, a quick question. Yeah. Uh, will we ha- be able to know, like, I don't know if Kotov can tell us or not, but will we know when the ship has self-destructed? No, because what he basically did was just set up a feedback loop to pulse okay. pulse systems that shouldn't be pulsed. Okay. So basically, one at some point, one of these is going to be too much and is going to start really legitimately breaking things. But Okay. He's basically just set systems that were on like a nice steady charge to just receive random pulses of energy. And it's really fucking up all the the old janky electronics and, and connectors. Okay. So like what he can guarantee is that it will it will like blow the ship apart. Um and soon it's just like it's not a it's unfortunately not like as clean as a the, the countdown has started. Sure. That said, you will be able to tell based on um, I know earlier I was joking about uh, the end of action movies where everything explodes for no reason. Uh, here it explodes for a very good reason, which <laughs> is that it's getting pulsed by by okay. um, large large amounts of energy. Uh, also, presumably, whenever the dream of flight goes up downstairs, that will speed things along a little bit because it is at the core of, of this this already that structurally. Was, yeah, that's what I yeah. Thing. Okay. So if that goes, you got a Titanic situation where the ship will split and yeah, <laughs> things will be bad. Um, cool, cool, but bad. Cool, well, well, listen, a lot of doors open and shut. We got our own oxygen. We have grav boots. Those are a future yeah. problem right mm-hmm. now. Big tear in it. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of present problems, um, the uh, the four of you with, with your two companions um, step out, uh, uh, sort of out of the bridge uh, into the sanctuary gardens to find, like, essentially, um, you know, there's small patrols of Tyranids kind of around um and uh Kanehurst um just kind of like if he had a watch he would be staring at his wrist like impatiently waiting for uh Grimly to bring the ship around and uh just kind of like as as you all emerge from the bridge just kind of like turning his head a little bit and uh just kind of an exhausted sigh and just you know you guys really would have done me a solid if you just died downstairs but Honestly, it'll just be be nice to test out all the advantages, huh? And with that, just like unfurls the wings, claws come out. This time, the mouth does scream, and uh, you know the mandibles spread. Uh, the jaw kind of almost dislocates, and just like a horrific scream fills the room, echoed by all the various tyranid monsters around him. And then his chest mouth just says, ah, "I've always wanted to do that." And combat begins. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. 
Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards, Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain. Nithrian, Garbo Ape. Locke, Sam Schaefer, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay, this thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Panapocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the next time.